that Adam leaves that burp in there. You should, Adam. <laughs> Welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts from Jacksonville, Florida, Chris Waterman, joined this evening by Zach Cassell from Boston, Massachusetts. Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> he had to think about it. He's like, ah, <laughs> no. And no. we have Mr. <laughs> George Arevalo from Miami, Florida, the tip of America's dick. What up? What's up, guys? What's going on? Yeah, I, I love that. Like we say, uh, like once a week and that's that, that's loose. Sometimes, you know, life happens and we're not able to record as often as we'd like. Sorry for the lack of episode last week. But again, life happens. Um on today's show, we are going to talk about Activision Blizzard being acquired in a, a historical deal from Microsoft. I know on this show, we had said, uh, I think at least some of us agreed that Microsoft wasn't done with their spending spree. I don't know that any of us would have predicted that. Um, so we'll definitely get into that. And then uh, George and Zach have been playing a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege Extraction. Hopefully I've got the title right on that. Or is it just Rainbow Six Extraction? Somebody correct me. No Siege. Just no Siege. Rainbow Six Extraction. Extraction. Okay. But it's built on the Siege engine, right? That's that's the whole thing behind it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Derived from that. Nice. Very cool. Well, they'll be giving some impressions on that, uh, which is uh, definitely an interesting looking game. And I think it has some potential. So I'll be very curious to hear what you guys think, because we have not talked at all prior to uh, to the show. And, uh, you know, time permitting, we might uh, talk a little bit about what we've been playing or maybe even play a round of 20 questions. So here we go. Big news from last week. Microsoft uh, laying out dump trucks of money to purchase Activision Blizzard, along with, of course, all of the studios that fall within that publisher. Uh, Notable franchises include Call of Duty, We've got World of Warcraft and StarCraft, Overwatch, uh, Candy Crush, as uh, George has cheekily put as his background for the audio listeners uh, here in our, our Zoom uh, meeting, which is fantastic. And what else? I feel like I'm missing a big one here, but... Overwatch? I said Overwatch, I think. Overwatch. But just in wow. case, yeah. Uh, Activision. Some dormant things, too. Uh, notable. Um, uh, so uh, Diablo, not... Uh, dormant but i didn't say that but like crash bandicoot technically i think is kind of sort of dormant there have been some remakes and stuff uh spyro the dragon uh king's quest and then of course guitar hero uh is uh one that i think uh phil spencer name dropped as like hey it'd be interesting to see what we could do with this so uh i for one would love like a guitar hero collection if nothing else would like you know a new peripheral like if for no other reason just to be able to like play the old shit like at parties and stuff would be fun but yeah, what did you, what did you guys think of this? Were were you surprised? Am I correct in saying that like this was surprising? Yeah, yeah, very. I mean, no rumors much. of this, right? Came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it did come out of nowhere. We we all, I think, all thought that they were going to keep spending. Me, I, like, I, and I don't think they're done. I, I think the craziest thing about this is just shows how, like, and there's nothing is off the table, right? Like, there's nothing that they, I don't know. There's no such thing. Every everybody has a price, I suppose. Um, but the fact that they were able to pull this off, like makes me think that they're, uh, you know, so long as someone is willing to sell, Microsoft is willing to buy, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, so obviously 
Activision Blizzard, Blizzard has been in a little bit of trouble, uh, to say the least, lately. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of anybody that thinks that, that isn't happy about this, you know, especially also, I think it's important to know for the for the employees there. I think that like it's a it's a glimmer of hope that things will improve, you know, for them. Yeah. Uh, adjacent to this. Um, and Zach, I promise I want to hear from you. It's worth noting that they were kind of uh, evasive uh, as far as like what's going to happen with Bobby Kotick uh, as part of the deal. And then I think later on in the week, like they confirmed that he's going to stay on for the time being. And then like when the deal went through there, he, he had plans to step down or something. Um, so interesting that they didn't really want to like, you know, muddy the waters too much or get into the details there. But I, you would presume that they probably don't want that um, albatross around the, the neck of that uh, deal once, once it like takes place and implemented. I mean, yeah, I think it's been pretty much confirmed that he's, he's going to be out. It's just not like right this second. In fact, I don't think the deal takes place until what is it? Their fiscal year, which is like, later 2023 i think it's 2023 fiscal year i thought i read june i think june 2023 june too but then like even when it goes through it's he's not going to be removed immediately so it's like i think it might be 23 23 where he's kind of out like it's still a while he's got to have he's got to have next to no say now right though like he's he's name only there yeah and the thing that sucks is like you know full transparency on how i feel about this is like he's gonna uh you know dive out of the plane so to speak on a golden parachute which like kind of sucks you know but i mean that I, I suppose they can afford it you know it is what it is um the the important thing i think as george mentioned is like the, the culture there's like hope there now for the culture to kind of heal and things to turn around um you, you'd like to think that like there's a possibility of things like the call of duty franchise being like less annualized like more quality yeah. or quantity kind of thing um, and then some of those studios that have been just like chained to that franchise, maybe go get to go do other stuff, work on other shit. Cause like, this isn't just one studio that they're picking up. That's the crazy thing is there's so many studios that like come with this deal that are like quadruple a tier, like studios. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, no, go, go ahead, George. Ahead. No, no, no. You're up, dude. You're up. I almost forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, just to, to kind of piggyback right off Chris was what Chris was saying, man, like some of these studios that are going to get to work on other games now, like Beanox and High Moon, right? Beanox made one of I think they made. Did they make Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions? I'll look it up for you. I can, I can check. Yeah, keep keep. Uh... I know. For, I know for sure that High Moon made the Transformers games, though. And like those two games right yes, there, Beanox, Beanox, it was one they of made Shattered Dimensions, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, so that uh, my favorite Spider-Man game, and they and Transformers is like one of my favorite properties. Man, High Moon, they made both of them. Did you guys play those games, War and Fall of Cybertron? Uh, people think very highly of them, but I. No. Oh my God, man! Well, the, a, the Shattered plus. Dimensions anyway. Could you a, get your Hulk game? And not to like make you go too crazy here, but Dude, could, you, could, could you could you get your I Hulk would game? shit <laughs> my pants? Even <laughs> even if one of them just did like Hulk Ultimate Destruction, but like just give it the Demon Souls treatment, yeah. right? Like, oh my god, I would even know what to do with myself. Mar- Marvel's um, made it clear they like shopping, you know, their their franchise. Like, they're not afraid to spread the love. Like, Xbox needs one, man. Like yeah. like Sony's got Wolverine. They got Spider Man, two Spider Men. I mean, I mean, just the Spider-Man franchise, whatever. Hey, but you Xbox know what I mean. has Marvel's Avenger. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's multi-platform. I agree, Zach. I think like and what better person than Hulk, man? He's green. Get him on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, just to hopefully be able to see those studios be able to to do something in in you know, like you said, not annualized Call of Duty, and be able to breathe fresh life into that, whatever that means. Whether it's see, that's that's what I'm wondering, right? Is so the report came out that for the next three years. Call of Duty will be on PlayStation, right? And I think they that said was, that the at least so they're going to honor current deals and the next three titles is what they're shooting for. We all assume that means the next three years because that's what Call of Duty is traditionally done. But true, yeah. yeah but, I, I, but I'm assuming that they're already on that cycle, right? Unless they take they. I mean, I'm assuming they might be able to take them off and say, okay, you have more time now to work on this title. I, I but, don't know how that backdoor, you know, yeah, behind the yeah. scenes stuff is going to work. But yeah, let's assume that's like the case for, you know. Right. So the next let's just say the next three games. Um, do you think like after that, it's just uh, I guess what do you think we'll see versus what do you want to see? Right. So do you think Warzone stays everywhere? Well, hold on. Can and- we? Can we pivot real quick? Because I want to end on a high note, but there's a couple of things that we I, I think do we need to discuss about this that oh, sure <laughs> probably gonna sour it. But I, I like that the kind that's kind of speculation. I kind of want to finish if you guys agree, like the topic yeah, with yeah, that yeah, on the we can high, talk about what the we're potential. looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I think there's some oh, problems we, we gotta we gotta speculate or, or, or talk about. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Zach, but I want to finish on a high note because I'm excited about this, but I'm still cautious, you know, about there's there's some concerns that I have for sure. Wait, so you yeah. want to tackle concerns right now? Yeah, like yeah. The, like the, the, like the negative, potentially negative stuff and then finish on a high note, you know, because like I am excited. <clears throat> but but there's some shit like I feel like, well, like here, hear me out. Tell me if you guys agree. Microsoft's taking a big a bit of a gamble here that they can fix Activision's problems because Bobby co-take or whatever how you pronounce his name is far from the only problem at activation he definitely but he's the a, root right he's got to he's the root of it i don't know because there's but, there's there's still plenty of employees that yeah they've know. cleaned house largely i mean there was a lot of terminations and stuff like a lot of heads rolled i think the, the him being kind of the main target now is because it has become increasingly obvious that he knew about the misconduct mm-hmm. and didn't really act on it or make any sort of take any steps to like address the the culture cultural kind of things right like there's um, well there's you you still have like a lot of that turmoil in the company so like you've got the people who are wanting to unionize right for the first time Mm -hmm. which which would be which would be pretty groundbreaking as well so like and the fact that some of this this deal isn't happening like immediate it isn't like starting right this second i don't know if things could get worse for the employees there or things could 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 i don't know um, I don't know. Could, could yeah, they could maybe get worse b- before that happens. And I feel like there's a lot of work that Microsoft has to put into this that has something to do with video games, you know. Um, and and I do think that that is risky to an extent because the reputation is pretty damaged right now. And I don't know, like how, how when do you guys see this paying off for Microsoft? Like how long is that going to take? Because obviously they just shelled out financially a shit, a shit ton of money. Yeah, financially. Oh, I mean. And, for perspective, um, seventy like billion dollars. It uh, so I read an article. I'm really sorry. I wish I could credit. I think it was on IGN where they said like 
it's of such little concern to like the shareholders that it didn't even come up in the, the, the meeting. Like there was no questions, I should say, or concerns raised about this acquisition over the, the meeting. Uh, so when does it pay off? I don't really know. Like I, I'd have to look at like the books to, you know, be able to intelligently talk about that. But um, I, I don't think you see the like the console game, like fruits of this labor, like payoff specifically just for Microsoft, like uh, especially you start talking about like exclusivity stuff for a while. I think that's like kind of a long a long game but like i think like sure. they, imme- they immediately start seeing profits like as soon as the deal's finalized and you know oh, the handoff year. happens yeah. um from mobile makes sh- uh, people forget like mobile gaming Candy like crush. the return on investment is nuts on that like um so that'll be a big part of it and then you know the uh, i mean they don't have anything to lose by this shit going like the install base right now for uh for ps5s or like you know presumably i should say like the adoption rate on that console is only going to be bigger by the time this comes around like they're still going to benefit from that like it doesn't harm them at all financially i guess is what i'm getting at so um now it's a lot of money it's a lot of cheddar that they spent so i mean they can all right they have the money clearly have the money to 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 shelve out for it yeah uh, this deal was uh two so activision blizzard's market share was two billion dollars more than what nintendo is worth for perspective so like if they had chose to approach nintendo like their their current like market value is two billion <laughs> less than what they spent on this so but um, some some numbers here and this is per abc news um so supposedly kotick is reportedly expected to stay in his role until until the deal goes through which is expected to close in Microsoft's 2023 fiscal year, which I, I think that's what begins in June. I think that's how that works. So that's why we're, we're confusing June and 2023, or I could be wrong, but that's kind of what it's saying here. Uh, yeah, I assume that meant like June of 2023 is when like that fiscal year begins, but uh, like could next be. year, I don't know. Yeah. And then he is supposedly going to make a nice $390 million when the deal closes that's the hardest pill for me to swallow yeah. like and i'm sure for a lot of people like to swallow but because uh, they're like oh they finally can fire him blah 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 and i'm like no yeah it's not gonna happen like that unfortunately he's he's just gonna parachute out with uh with a shitload of money unfortunately but i also see here that microsoft's board said it had hired an outside law firm to conduct a review of the review their workplace policies and stuff like that so I mean, it seems like they're doing their due diligence and obviously they don't want that whole black cloud hanging over this deal. But I mean, it's going to be it's going to be pretty high on the priorities list of like what people are wondering, you know, uh, up until this thing finalizes, at least in, I figure oh, six, at least in, until this dude steps down. That's six to like, 18 months, it could finalize. I'm reading right here. So it could be finalized this year. So they still have to clear months. the hurdle of, of two like um, of the. uh that, what is it the ftc the fair trade commission still has to sign off on um the deal a, a big concern that i saw raised you know and i think it's it's fair um is sort of like how big now microsoft becomes like with this acquisition like uh when you take into consideration all the other stuff that they've purchased like they're they're approaching that kind of like monopoly status where people are a bit concerned by the the size um of the company you know um and how many studios they purchased and all that kind of stuff so i don't think they're anywhere near that being a concern to be honest as long as sony and, and nintendo are still there you know like what's well, the gonna... thing 
Nintendo's two billion dollars less, and and like if they just scooped up Activision Blizzard, like I mean they have the buying power like to do that. Like this is a drop in the bucket for my like because you know when when Microsoft's talked about the video game space, people forget like how much their other parts of that business make them. You know, like I mean it, they're a behemoth. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, so I'm reading right here. Um, Call of Duty. Wait, what were we just talking about? Because I don't want to go off on a different thing. No, we're just talking about like the potential fallout, if any issues that could impact the deal, when it could potentially happen. So that's crazy. So if it does happen this year, right? Would we see new games from Activision, you think, be exclusive to? I'm talking new, new IPs. Oh, new IPs. I mean, that would be the something play. that you that you haven't seen before. You mean like like something that comes out this year or next year? That's like almost done. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, let, uh, oh, oh, let's 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 say. Yeah, I, I guess any, I could have worded that better. Anything that's coming out in the next year or two, I feel like those deals are are usually done well in advance as far as like what consoles are going to appear on it. Shit, I, I, they committed to Call of Duty being on on PlayStation until at least twenty three. So you still have another, uh, you know, two-ish Call of Duty releases probably that you're looking at that will still be on Sony. Jason Schreier reported this Call of Duty coming up, the next one, and the new iteration of what Warzone is. Right. So after that, it's hazy, he said. What do you guys think they're going to do after that? Because I think Call of Duty might be the exception, like because that is such a, a massive nope. franchise. I, I think that's if there's that's exactly there's, why I think they should make it exclusive. Yeah, that's why they're gonna. I think it's, if, if there's any, I'm not saying that I think that like it is definitely going to be. I think if there's any franchise in this that like has a chance of being multi-platform, that's the only one. As far as the other shit goes, like. I don't I don't see it happening. Overwatch is maybe a little tricky because they've already committed to like Overwatch 1 will work with Overwatch 2 when it comes to PVP. Like right, they've said that those games will play with each other. So that kind of becomes murky if you're going to release Overwatch 2 just on Xbox. Like how do you know how does that work? Like so PS5 players can play Overwatch 1 but not 2. I, I don't know, but can't think of many video game franchises or, or video games in general that would force PlayStation players to switch. Yep. And if I had to pick one, yeah. it's Call of Duty. It's by far the most popular thing. And there are literally so many, uh, I, I call them casual gamers. They might be hardcore Call of Duty players, but casual gamers to me, that's all the only shit that you play. There are a yeah. lot of people that that's all they fucking play. Warzone, Call of Duty, Call of Duty every year, religiously buying a new fucking Call of Duty. And if you cut that out from them, they're going to be pissed. But I think that obsession with Call of Duty trumps everything. And they ain't they'd consider switching, you know, at the very least having two consoles or switching over an entirely um, for 300 bucks too. Yeah, for three hundred dollars. Yeah. And not to mention, you make Call of Duty fucking free on Game Pass, you know, yep. like it, it is. I was going to uh, say, it's not just the Call of Duty. It's like, yeah you're you're weighing that purchase decision and you go okay like i just gotta buy the console man i gotta buy the console subscribe to game pass i get all the microsoft exclusives here's a bunch of games that i i never thought i'd play but here i am like i you know i can try this for for a pretty low entry point and now i have access to all this shit 
old and new, like as it comes out. Um, yeah. And the beauty of it is it's like you have enough, if you're Microsoft, in my opinion, you have nothing to lose by doing that, right? Because you could say, well, are they going to sacrifice some sales because they're not going to be selling it as much on the PlayStation end? And I would say, yeah, that could happen, but you could always change your mind. You know, you could always release the next Call of Duty or be like, you know what? We are going to do a multi-platform, you know, like you could always you you own it, you know, and I'm sure Sony will gladly take you back, you know. So there's literally they literally have nothing to lose if what you're trying to do is to, you know, catch up to Sony in terms of getting people to play on your platform or one of them. Um, because it also it, it's also convenient for people to uh, the people that won't switch to Xbox, but maybe we'll switch to PC instead. That's still better for Microsoft, you know. Yeah, they so, just want you in the ecosystem. Yeah, <laughs> well, you get an Xbox or, or a PC, they'd rather you do that than so than than a PlayStation, right? So I, I feel like it'd be a smart move for them to make Call of Duty exclusive as soon as possible, um, because it is an incredibly popular franchise, and I, I it think is that the is, franchise. I think it's the one thing that gets people over like Warzone is so popular right now. You know, um, Warzone's the only thing I think that might stay. I think Warzone might stay on all consoles. And I think mainline Call of Duty games will be strictly on Xbox. Um, I, I would fucking take it all, man. I, I, I just I just don't think all so. I think was being certain on anything. I'll tell you that. Like, I have no idea. Warzone's too big, right? It's it's its own entity now. It's 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 a live service. And it's it's why would you limit the amount of people that can access a live service game? Right. The game is ever expanding. It's is it free always... to play. Yes. Um, it it's, so play. it's basically yeah. cosmetics and battle passes. That they and that's the thing. Of. You, you yeah. know how, how many people are playing that game? Oh, no, I know. I know. I, I, I'm agreeing. I'm, with you. Well, it's not <laughs> entirely cosmetics because buying the regular Call of Duty versions, they kind of the stuff carries over. So if you go and you buy a regular Call of Duty and you level up your guns and stuff like that. You can use them in Warzone and stuff like that, too. So there I, is some relevance, re, re, relevance to having both of them. But I don't know, man. I just think if you're if your goal is to get people in your in your world microsoft ecosystem you fucking do whatever you got to do it's a business you guys bought it sony could have bought it if they want to keep it you know or Sony could pay you there's yeah there's no bigger like you said franchise to lure people over and we just got the report right 25 million game pass subscribers um up from the last thing of 18 that we had so that was at, at time of acquisition was 25 million, right? I am very curious as to see, especially after the news hits of what Call of Duty is going to be to Microsoft, the numbers of Game Pass subscribers after that, because it is, it is a literal game changer. The game is a juggernaut. It has been for t 10 plus years. And uh, the top two selling games of last year were Call of Duty. So uh, I, I looked it up and I, I guess it makes Call of Duty makes Sony like $260 million a year. So like you deprive them of that and you pretty much deprive them of their only or they're, they're certainly their best, probably first person shooter. Right. Like because that's not Sony's that's not Sony's forte. Yeah, they're going to so, revive Killzone or some shit. Exactly. <laughs> they, they have to do something. You have one of these studios now. You have to get them working on a first-person shooter. You need to. You need the, the that at least some pull in that market. So 
it, it it's definitely a game changer and it's um man yeah that's 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 the the cookie i'm waiting to see crumble man is call of duty and the best part is if they do do that like if if sony does like work on a first person shooter the only way that it competes is if it's multi-platform like you're not going to make a playstation only first person shooter that's going to build that kind of popularity to even compete with the market share of call of duty so in in in, in the event that sony does go that that route like microsoft's still winning because you're still going to get a game on their platform or on pc you have but, to. but all right so let's say they make a first person shooter right and it comes out and it's as revolutionary as halo was at the time of its release right sony comes out and they do that they deliver this groundbreaking first person shooter their service comes out. I forget what its code name is. Their service comes out, and their th- th- this game is on that. If you subscribe to their service, you get you get that game. Like, is, is that a different story? Do you think it just doesn't even matter? No. It's Call of Duty. I, I don't think it's possible. I, I just not. I can see Call of Duty losing popularity, but I don't think it's possible for you to release a a Halo like game for the first time now. Like, I don't think it's possible for you to do that because. There are people who are so invested in these shooters that are essentially like a games as a service that they're constantly being updated year in and year out that they don't they're not even willing to to, to try some of these other stuff. Like I, I thought Apex was pretty revolutionary. You know, I, I don't know how it gets much more revolutionary than that in this day and age. And it's it's a great game and it has a great fan base, but it's not killing anything else, you know? You're not uh, Apex isn't destroying Fortnite it, and Warzone isn't destroying any of these other games. Like they can come out with a game that's going to be pretty fun and 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 solid, but I don't think that they can introduce anything that's going to actually um, take away from any of those. You know, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's possible, um, and I don't know that Sony has it in them. They've never. I mean, what's yeah. their own, really only first person shooters was like that the Killzone game, and that was not very good. Resistance. Like, Resistance was good. Yeah, unless they bring back, you know what? Bring back SOCOM or some shit like that, you know? Um, then Siphon, who's got Siphon filter? I think that was Sony. That was, um, but yeah, like it's, I, I don't see it, man. This, this is a huge move for for Xbox. And, and there's a reason why Sony's uh, stock took a huge hit immediately following. Was it like 13, 14% that their stock dropped, which is a lot of money just yeah. off of the announcement of this deal? It hasn't even gone through yet. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, obviously Sony's not going to go to shit, but they, they should be worried. They should be worried. Yeah. Their, their answer. That's like the rumored answer. I should say, cause it hasn't been confirmed quite yet to game pass feels less like something that's going to move the needle and more like you just have to, at this point, you have to do something like you, it can't go unanswered anymore because with every acquisition, like you know uh of studios like game pass becomes like you know more something that's more and more appealing and like the ecosystem becomes more and more appealing because how it all works together like i i think if like having this uh game pass like service on so is not going to sell more or less like playstations like i think that console those console sales happen on their exclusivity or their exclusive excuse me um, and kind of their reputation from the prior gen. I think that's why it, they're outselling my, uh, Microsoft consoles two to one right now. Um, they don't need uh, for for console sales. They don't need the service. It's just more yeah. like future, right? Like you can't let this all go unanswered. You just yeah, can't. So, Sony's the you know Microsoft and Sony have two 
very different strategies right now. Microsoft is acquisition, you know, getting new people while Sony's is retention, you know, like Sony's focus is like, I need to give our people something that they don't already have to keep them, to keep, to, to make them stay here. That's what they need to do. And that's a very difficult position to be in because you now have to offer people who've been paying you, you know, X amount of money already. You have to offer them the same thing at no extra price to keep them, you know, in, in many ways, like. Even if, even if they didn't right? like, even if they did leave call of duty on PlayStation, right? Like forever, like the allure of just paying 15 bucks a month versus $70 every year alone is like, it's, it's insane because not only are you getting call of duty, like, like Chris was saying, you're getting everything else, dude. Like, that but but i I feel like it's gonna it's gonna take more than than that more than just call of duty for that to happen i feel like if you if game pass the the allure of game pass and all the games Mm -hmm. that you could play was going to attract you to switch over to xbox you would have like there's more than enough stuff included in game pass to have made that happen i don't think with the addition of call of duty though but i'm saying i don't think call of duty is going to make the Call of Duty players swap over. I think the only thing that makes them sw- swap over is if they can't play Call of Duty anymore. If you keep it on both platforms, I, get what I don't saying. I don't think that's going to sway people to hop over to Xbox because be like on top of my favorite game, I'm going to get all these other things. I don't think that's going to happen because I, I just think there's such a large population of Call of Duty players that just play Call of Duty and similar games and not a whole lot else. Um, so I, you know, I think for them to really grab a hold of that market share faster it's to make it exclusive you're gonna have to keep adding more and more shit before people start to realize you know and come to their senses that's just me i could be wrong but i i think that it, that's not what's gonna hop you know make somebody uh make the switch and i will say this like now making um putting call of duty games and game pass it is gonna attract people like me to start playing them again yeah, same, and, and maybe same. like some of you, because like I got same. tired of fucking buying a Call of Duty every year. It, it just it just it gets old. It's very grindy. But if this shit is free, you know, and I can go and hop in there and play just for fun, you know, with no no pressure or whatever, like part as part. I will play all of them. I think I will play all of them in some capacity year in and year out whenever they come out, because why not? It's I'm part pretty- of the very small crowd that just much prefers the single player of Call of Duty to their multiplayer. I think they always do like a great job of just giving you uh, a fun, either blockbuster like action, Michael Bay style, like just crazy over the top story or something like the new modern warfare where it was like more intimate and like uh, like gritty. Uh, they just do a really good job with that. And um, that's uh, one of the things I'm super excited about is if they do get more time, like I can only imagine the stories they can come up with and the set pieces they'll be able to come up with in these games because they're already awesome on these small development cycles. Like it would definitely be, be uh, great. And like, what, what, what better way? Uh, uh, I hold on. Let me, let me write that back. Would you guys ever uh, or think a single player only call of duty title would be successful? It'll be successful, but not as successful as one that's multiplayer. Yeah, that's one of the few franchises I feel like that nailed it. Like there was this weird time where like single player shooters had a multiplayer component because of Call of Duty and usually the multiplayer was shit. And like now it's almost like multiplayer games that are really strong, like have sometimes forced the single player thing that's really shit because 
they feel you know compelled to to have both call of duty more or less i feel like you know there's campaigns that have varied in quality but like i think consistently has had the best balance of like it's usually decent like the campaign's usually decent at worst and the multiplayer is decent at worst you know again you can argue from title to title like where that kind of uh lands on the graph i guess so to speak of quality but they've done it better than probably any other studio consistently with what you're looking for zach i think if they if they go away which i think this is what microsoft would want to do if they shift away from the annual releases of call of duty i think you're going to eventually get that quality single player experience and a multiplayer one at the same time you know like yeah a single player call of duty would do would do well but just if you have a good single player first person shooter, I mean, you have, in my opinion, the, the, I guess the, the groundwork for a good multiplayer, if you, you know, balance it and fill it out correctly. So for sure, having more time to complete those games, it can only, it's only going to better benefit everybody else. You know, that's, that's something that I would love to see as well. Cause imagine if a Call of Duty game came out, say every two years, um, that might be, might, make me more interested in the franchise as well getting more in there feeling like i don't have to you know get my money's worth in a year before you start all over again you know do you so- think do you think that would uh obviously call of duty is already like the biggest uh game in the world right or console whatever you know what i'm talking about um do you think like if you they took it off that cycle and a call of duty game only came out once every three years do you think like the excitement would like build back up a Call of Duty like from everybody? Like uh, there was a time when everybody was excited the new Call of Duty was coming out, right? Like that was the Modern Warfare's like peak. That Modern War, that whole Modern Warfare era, from Modern Warfare to World at War, like that, all of those, like everybody was so excited when those came out. Do you think if they went eliminated the uh, yearly thing and went to what like once every, I think two years would even be too much. If they did every three years. I think it would build the hype back up for that franchise. I mean, like you said, it, financially, it's already incredible, but you know think, what I mean. I think without question, if you released a Call of Duty game every three years, I think every gamer who has at least some level of interest in a shooter-type multiplayer game, guaranteed, will try it. will will dabble in that game. And people like me point. who used to be excited yeah. but don't really care anymore would probably become way more interested and I think the most important thing, like I'm a firm believer as far as like employees go, like when they're given sort of the time in the creative space, like you typically are going to get better work out of those people where there's not that pressure to kind of like just churn it out. Like, hey, like, you know, let's let's give you the time and the creativity to like really develop this and make something cool and interesting without like having an arbitrary date that you have to hit. I think that's where you can see some real magic. Um, and not just within Call of Duty, if you re- like, let's say you keep like Treyarch or Raven or whoever, like on Call of Duty and release Sledgehammer and the other studio um, to go do completely new things, like let them like t- be like playground games who made fours. And they said, all right, go make the new Fable game. Take a crack at that. I think you could see some magical stuff happen at those other studios, too, um, you know, given uh, the chance to try something new like those people are invigorated. They're, they're probably dying to do something new and they've got the bankroll of Microsoft backing them up on anything that they may, they want them to take a crack at, which is that's what excites me the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like anybody that thinks like all three of these studios are going to stay on Call of Duty are crazy. There's no way. There's just no way. They might all pump out 
like their next one, the one that they're already working sure, on. Sure. And then, yeah, they may be able to give get. Do you guys want to continue Call of Duty or do you want to go work on something else? I bet you that'll be the the option they give them. Um, the, you think about like at the end of this console generation and maybe even into like beginning of the next, the amount of IP that comes out of Microsoft, like at any given year is going to be staggering. Like the amount of new games that are Microsoft studios, like, well, they said they games. want one a quarter, right. From Microsoft game studios. They want one game. Ideally, like I think they said, uh, I mean, I thought they said they wanted it this year, but obviously that's not, but they one game a quarter is like what they're aiming for. That's crazy. And a quality game, like you think, like every a Forza, year, too. like a, a Forza, like Horizon, like level, like game. And uh, hey, let, let's be realistic. Like, it, like not every game is going to be a Grand Slam or home run just because there's money behind it, right? Crackdown 3 is a great example of that. The amount of time they gave them to make that, the amount of money that they spent on that, like, hey, it didn't pan out. So they're going to be stinkers. Like, that's just a part of the business. But um, one interesting thing that we, we talked about earlier, I looked up. Uh, I was asking if uh, you think like games that might even be out in the next year or two would uh, go multi-plat or go exclusive. And I looked it up in uh, Starfield started development in where was it? 2015. And by mid 2018, it had already moved out of pre-production. It was in a playable state. So like, if that game was already that far along before the Microsoft acquisition came through, like maybe they can like say what games can and can not go on certain consoles. Right. Because there's no way that that game hadn't already been negotiated to be on the PlayStation as well. Yeah. I guess it was already in a playable state. Have no idea. I have no idea how those backroom like deals go or or, like when that's negotiated, how much it can be changed. But I mean, possible like, yeah. There's, pro- there's probably all I would say I would guess there's some kind of clauses in the contract that lets the the developer of the game have the final you know or the publisher rather have the final say as to what they could do you know and refund any negotiated stuff I don't I don't know um, how all that works but I just thought it was interesting as well yeah for for us like really in our group it's what just bobby that's a playstation main and, and i don't think there's anything that can convert him to be xbox <laughs> and the guy will literally buy games that are on game pass but buy them on the on the playstation and you leave can say them wrapped up you can say he's gonna play rainbow six extraction more than the, the time it's gonna be on game pass but yeah no it's not but <laughs> but um you know there's always gonna be people like that for for us man like all these acquisitions are only better you know, only going to make things oh, man. more interesting it, for us, man. It's, it is like when, when I got it, I was in, I was in school, I believe when I got the message, somebody just messaged me and when they were like, Microsoft bought Activision. And I was literally like, no, they didn't, dude. I was like, no way. What kind of clickbait bullshit are you? Yeah, that? seriously. <laughs> like, Cause yeah. this person's been known to do that before. So I was like, there's no way. And I looked <laughs> it up and I audibly was like, oh shit. Like out loud. Like it, it, it like, um, I lost my train of thought, dude. <laughs> it's okay. It happens as we establish it. Uh, it's been a long work week and long week in general for what uh, were we saying? Uh, what you, was I saying? Uh, so George was saying, um, you know, like it's only going to make the ecosystem better for people like us. And I think kind of the point you were driving at is like essentially Microsoft wants everybody to be like the three of us who basically have PlayStations as like our exclusive machine. 
and like our main platform is xbox i think that's their goal it's like sure keep your playstation like but that's going to be your second console now just for exclusive machines because like what you have over here is like fundamentally so much better and more inclusive and you know um man and if if microsoft is ever able to get that ubisoft service included into game pass somehow uh would be just it's it's, how could you say no at that point yeah i mean for me easily that doesn't move the needle but like that's just like uh i'm just that's all included day one all ubisoft games oh i know i'm just saying it doesn't make it any better or worse for me just because like i play so few ubisoft titles like i didn't play far cry i was disgusted that i spent 125 hours playing uh valhalla because like reflecting back a year later on that game like i still um, haven't finished it i didn't i I didn't i didn't have fun with so much of that like a lot of it was just kind of mindless like walking around like picking something up that was a product of like there not being a whole lot of next gen games out and that was uh the thing to play i like the story there's stuff about it i liked but like um it like turned me off from not to to derail this like too much but it turned me off from like playing far cry 6 because i was like hey adam how big is that like and he's like oh it's massive i was like nah nah, i'm good Uh, yo open world fatigue's a thing man i'm getting a little tired of it like i don't i i used to want all my games like oh imagine if i could go here in this game and do all this in this game man now i just want a really fucking well-told tight story that is just really good from point a to point the older i get the older i get like eight to 15 hours is like the sweet spot for me like for uh for like a a, like a story driven game especially like um for the most part i don't mind longer like like persona to me was great because like if the content's good for sure like well because like you know it's so story driven right so like um and like every bit of it was like different where i think the problem with open world games is like after like the first 10 or 15 hours like of an open world game like even like a hundred plus hour open world games you more or less know what you're in for there's like some end game stuff that maybe you don't get to see till later but like at that point of Valhalla I had seen everything that I was going to see and it was just repeating it over and over again in each region and that's where I get fucking burnt out it's like yeah uh, there's 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 one thing to have like a 30 40 50 hour game like some of the Mass Effect games you know if you do everything Sure. But it's completely different to have like a game like Far Cry or some of the Assassin's Creed. This is also my main issue with Horizon, where the, where each area is just filled with side quest bullshit. Like uh, collect these things or do this time trial. Like there's just shit, you know, that that does nothing for me. Whereas a side quest and say like Mass Effect or The Witcher, like it matters. You know, I'll take up 50 plus hours of a game like that any day of the week. Oh, yeah. If, if my 50 hour game is spent 30 of it, is doing side quests to collect yeah. a token or a time trial or see if you could do it fast enough and shit like that. Like it shit gets real old and it, and it gets exhausting if there's so many of them to do over and over. That's why I can't finish a Far Cry game. They're fun. The gameplay and the loop is fun, but um, I also feel like, I don't know. I also can't, I have no uh, self-control. And if I see all those things, I start doing them until I quit the game. So, but anyways, get back on topic. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about my, that more <laughs> with a game I've been playing because, like, uh, I think it's an example of an open world game done well. It's an it's a game that's been out for a while that I never got around to playing, but uh, we'll talk. So, um, yeah, let's. I mean, let's start wrapping up the um, this because I do want to hear about uh, Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. But like, final thoughts from from both of you guys. Like, I'm pumped. This is awesome. Buy an Xbox. <laughs> uh, I'm excited <laughs> for it. I I hope. 
I hope Microsoft makes one of their priorities is improving the work environment for all these sure. people. Because I think, I really do think that that's going to just take a lot more than just removing the CEO. Uh, so I hope, uh, I hope and I trust that they are going to do that. And that um, could improve so. the quality of the games too. Without if the quality of the workplace is better. Without a doubt. It, it, it's, it's an investment in your, investing in your people is one of the most important things to running, uh, you know, me and me and Chris, we work in management. So you, you need to keep your people happy at a minimum, you know, and you'd be surprised how well they perform when you're just a decent human being to them. It's, it's yeah, well, a good manager goes easy. a long way, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it, a bad one can also literally ruin everything for you. Make so, or break you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. So I really hope that they put an emphasis on that because I think that's, the most important thing that Microsoft needs to do before they even think about exclusives and what games they're going to work on is to improve that clean house, you know, clean up that work environment. And then everything after that will be so much easier. And like in there, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris, I'm sorry. I just, um, so you didn't. <laughs> oh, um, and like, just Microsoft is in such a positive light right now too. Like, I feel like there it's, it's, it's like they if anyone was equipped to do it, because I, I don't know. I, I read that uh, they were approached. I read that they approached um, Activision. So I, I don't know exactly what it was, but like, yeah, Microsoft's in such a good light right now. Right. Right. Like if if everything that they're saying is is true and like they seem to be like on our side, on the gamers side. Right. Like the uh, inclusivity and and and, you know, just all that it, it's literally i can't think of a better company in the present moment to uh to bring them into the fold and 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 right the ship i agree yeah I, i'm cautiously optimistic for sure like of, about uh the deal um as you pointed out Zach, it goes beyond sort of like the studio acquisitions like they they really seem to like be embracing like making like gaming as like a space like a nebulous concept better and more inclusive to your point for everyone like things like the adaptive controller like some of their um you know initiatives uh like um for everything from like indie studios to some kind of like philanthropic stuff like uh, all very promising um i have no reason to think anything would change you know um but like i hope this doesn't become like hey they're so big like too big to um, worry about failing and you know suddenly like that stuff starts to kind of dwindle off no reason to think that it would like bill spencer yeah, is a phenom- he's a phenomenal captain of the ship like he is so the opposite of don matrick who it's funny that you have candy crush behind you because don matrick came from like you know sort of the space of like like mobile gaming and uh zynga you know that kind of shit like and like look where that landed the xbox one right like when that um, came out, right, it was a very rough start to, and really like most of that generation had a rough time because of it. So I think you, you, you've got a lot of elements that are working really well together. And I I think like the future certainly has every advantage um, of being like extraordinarily bright, like for Microsoft and gaming in general. So cool. All right, well, let's pivot uh, to rainbow six extraction. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I know, kind of the bare bones basics like i i saw uh i think the presentation that was at uh i don't remember if it was at e3 or summer gaming fest or something but it was like an extended demo so like i, I get the main gist of it um and you know in terms of all that stuff so uh i'm gonna like, turn this over to you guys you, you talk to me about what this uh feels like if you like it 
um, anything you don't like. And if you think people should uh, pick it up on Game Pass or pay money for it. You want to go first, Zach? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, all right. I'll try to give my broad overview. So I have played, I played it on two occasions, right? I played it the last two nights uh, with friends, of course. Don't recommend you play that game by yourself at all. That game is not intended to be played alone. That seems to be um, said a lot these days. <laughs> so I played it the last couple of nights, um, went through a handful of levels, got the gist of what's going on with what you're supposed to do in the game. So my understanding, this this game derived from Rainbow Six Siege. Looks like they had like an event or like some sort of game mode at one point where you were doing this. People liked it and they're like, oh, let's make a game out of it. And that's exactly what the game feels like. It feels like a game that was made from another game and it wasn't intended to be its own thing, but now it is. It's kind of what it feels like because it is shallow and it's, I think it's story. Uh, the characters are a little, are a little dull to me uh, because the game is like character based. There's individual characters with different abilities and stuff like that. Um, but I, I do think that's a little, it lacks a little bit of personality um, in that regard. They don't seem too fleshed out. Uh, at least for someone like me that doesn't care a whole lot about a story, but man, this one makes me really, really not care about what's going on with it. Long story short, there's like parasite stuff. Um, so it's, you know, basically you replace zombies with these parasite things is essentially what this kind of game is. And you're playing co-op. It's more tactical. You can reinforce barriers and windows and walls. Uh, I do like how pretty much all the environment is completely interact. You can interact with it, which is really cool. Like you can actually shoot a hole through any, you know, anything. And it's not just generic hole, literally where you shoot a hole starts to open up and you can make it bigger. You can punch through it, walk through it. Um, enemies will try to break through random walls to get through you. You can shoot through those walls. So I think it does that really well in terms of interacting with the environment. Um, the other thing that I, that I really like about this. And, and again, I don't think this game is going to be super popular or a smash hit by any means. I think it's an, it's an okay game, fun to play with friends but it introduces some cool mechanics. So the game is, is character-based, right? There's individual operators that have their own unique st st stats and some abilities and some weapons. There's not a whole lot of diversity, but um, but there is, I don't know how many- they're, like they're all operators from Siege. Okay, they're from Siege. So I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know too much about Siege because I played very little of it. So they're all in the game. They all do their own in, uh, different thing. What I like about it is this is a game that forces you to use them all one way or the other, mm -hmm. right? So this is what I really like about this. You pick your own operator. It's, it's a squad of three that goes in there. You can matchmake or play with friends or play alone. You go in there. If you fail, if you die, you lose your operator. He's stuck there, okay? And, and you can go on and use other operators and other missions, or you can go rescue that operator. But if you go and you rescue that operator, you're essentially kind of repeating the mission, but with some different variables. And, and one of the objectives is to rescue the operator that you lost. But if you fail at that too, you'll lose that operator as well. Okay, because this happened. <laughs> I was playing with Gielin yesterday and we lost an operator. We went back and we lost again. So there were two there. And we're thinking, okay, we go back in, we can rescue them both. Uh-uh, you'll rescue one at a time. So you got to keep going back in there to get them back out. Okay, now this sounds brutal, but in a game, in which there are 15 to 20 different characters, it's actually excellent that it makes you play them all and be familiar with all of them. They each have their own individual level. Even if you get through a mission unscathed and you don't die, 
your character is hurt, takes damage, and that's the damage that carries over. And there's like a healing cooldown in between missions or just time in real life. So you can't just get one character and whore the shit out of them and use them for everything. You have to get versed in playing the different characters. Um, I think this is really good for matchmaking purposes. This is really good for for making you kind of uh, learn different strategies and play different characters because some of them are faster. Some of them are beefier. So I think it's a really cool mechanic for um, a game mode that's kind of more popular these days, right? Which is having unique characters and unique abilities among the characters. Because you take a game like Apex or like I got my person that I play with, maybe a second one and that's it. Like I'm not touching anybody else. And I think this is really cool that it makes you play uh, different characters. Um, uh, the last mechanic that I thought is really cool that I like personally in these kind of games, you can down level too. You keep getting your ass kicked. If you like you keep your character's level will go down. It's a max level of 10 right now and it can drop. If you don't do well, if you start getting your ass kicked, um, which I think is cool. I, I like games in which you get punished for for failing, but something that it's not insurmountable either. So I've got a few other thoughts in the game, but I think that's, that's some key points that I had. So, Zach, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jump right in right where, where you left off, right? Like you were saying, your levels get knocked back and stuff, too. It's just another way to make you try new people, too, right? Like, oh. You know, clearly I'm not doing good with this person. He's not suited to pass this level and everything. So, yeah, it makes you try new people. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those, you know, um, Left for Dead-esque style games where you um, you go in, in or maybe like World War Z or something. You go in, you have an objective that you got to do, and it's it's set in three stages. So you go into a level, you and your buddies, and you have an objective. It'll be like, whatever, um, uh, tag a bunch of eggs, on, uh, whatever, sacks or something on the wall. So you go, you tag all the eggs, and that level's done. You can either extract right there, get that XP, or you can go deeper into the level. The deeper you go, the hotter it gets. Um, so that's where like the, the having to communicate with your team and everything is essential and all that because... You know, it's it's a much slower pace than Siege. Um, uh, it's it's it carries over the tactical um, sense of Siege, but and it slows it down. Um, and and I, I enjoy that. I, I like that aspect of it. I, I think it's uh, it's fun trying to uh, run through the level and everything. The beginning ones are kind of easy, so they make you feel good. And then I, I remember we got to a certain level, and then all of a sudden it was just it was just hot in like 2.2 seconds. And I, I, I didn't mind that because I, I, I felt like I was breezing through. So it, it, it was good that uh, it offered a, um, a difficulty spike there. But yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, not like anything to write home about. And I think maybe like that could potentially be the reason that it was uh, dumped onto Game Pass. Maybe they s saw that this game wasn't, uh, you know, uh, where it could be or where they wanted it to be or you know after some testing or uh, like you know uh, certain audiences it, it, it didn't test well or something like that um i think i think i think game pass is is the perfect situation for this because i think it'll uh get more people in it and i think it'll um you know uh give it some legs because yeah i'm, I'm in the second area of the game san francisco and like, yeah, they give you different objectives for each level and everything, but it's not like you're not doing anything drastically different from level to level. It lacks, it lacks a lot of depth. It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It looks like they just took a game mode from another game and made it a thing. 
It's yeah. So it, you just got to like that loop, right? If you like the loop, if you like that tactical, um, you know, sense of going through the level with your friends and doing that and in, in, in a more, um, you know, cooperative nature, not just running and gunning. It, it's definitely the game for that. If you're into that kind of thing, um, it's it's probably something that I'll I'll run through, I'll beat, and maybe pick up here and there if I want something to just like kill a, a few minutes with. Um, because there is there is a pretty decent amount of of like depth to it. Like George was saying, each character levels up a certain amount of times, and there's different equipment you can get, and um, different weapons, and you, you know like there is like 15 or 20 different uh operators so you know mastering them all and and seeing what different play styles work and i'm assuming on how to difficulties it's you know the level of strategy you have to use and and your operators is really 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 going to come into come into play and uh i kind of want to see what that's like because i feel like that would make the game uh way more interesting um but uh, we'll see. We'll see if it, if it keeps its. Uh, I, I don't want to say it has its hooks in me. I mean, it's not the right word, but we'll see if it can just hold my attention that long. So uh, it, it's it, yeah, it's 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 weird because I think the game is at, at best like a seven. You know, sure. Like it, it's like an entertain. It's like a fun six. You know, maybe a seven at best. Um, I put. Glad in like, I didn't spend money on it. Yeah, game no, it's, it's it is absolutely not worth sixty or seventy bucks or 40, whatever it costs. Forty bucks. Oh, it's forty bucks. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's even worth that, to be honest, but glad that they like, you know, that's the kind of effort that they put into it. I think like I was going to say that it worked really well and I had no issues up until yesterday where I had a bug that I just think is unexcusable and unacceptable in a first person shooter I've never seen in my life. Couldn't shoot, couldn't reload for the entire uh, level or mission. So like, I mean, that's insane. I was just stuck and it didn't it wouldn't undo. I just could not shoot. Um yeah, so obviously didn't do so hot there. Um, I'm assuming yeah. it's not like drop in, drop out either. It's probably like if you leave, you're not getting back in. Yeah. Right, because you could theoretically go in there with just one or two people yeah. and just, and it was supposed to tailor to it, but it is a lot more difficult to play with two people than than three, regardless of how it's adjusted. And the Dying game, Light 2 is out next month, man. Like this game's got to, I, I got to beat this game quick or it's going to hit the, the game back, is though. The game is pretty challenging. It can definitely get pretty difficult. I think I would have liked it more if it was the third person and some cover tactics and that. Like, I think I would have liked that for a tactical aspect more. Um, but I think they were trying to do something different since that's how most of their games are anyways. But uh, it's fun. Like, if, like, you know, if you hopped on and played it with a couple friends, you'll have a good time in the same sense that you had uh, fun with Rogue Company, for example. But I think this game is a is a, a notch below that. So do with that what you will. Is, is I mean, if, if you like Siege, you'll like this, I think. Uh, I, yes. I, I played minimal amount of siege. I mean, this sounds like personally, it's going to be a pass for me um, just because like there's so many things on the horizon. Um, I just don't see me. Oh, like, I see what you did there. But uh, honestly, that game, uh, like the unintentional pun there is the is the bottom of the pile for me between Destiny, Witch Queen and Elden Ring. Like um, like Horizon is going to be a game that I pick up on sale. Probably honestly, by the time I get around to it. Um, not for lack of excitement. I, it's just there's only so much time in a day and in a week and in a month. And I know how much I'll be playing Destiny for a few months and, you know, Elden Ring also like. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like a pass for me. Um, maybe if like we were in, you know, a dry spell right now or like, you know, um, about to start a dry spell, 
I could see like checking her now out of, out of curiosity, but um, I don't think this year is going to have a dry spell, man. I think this year is yeah. going to be that's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's, why it, that's why I brought up the road company thing. Like, remember when I was telling, hey, play road company with us. It's going to be fun. I promise it's going to be fun. You had a good time. It's not a game you're going to go and play all, every day. This game isn't as good as that. Yeah. You know, this is not a game where I would be confident that you're going to go in there and have fun. I'm playing it because I, I needed something that was stream friendly and Gillen was playing it. She's really good at it. And just fuck it, just yeah. to give it a go. But like, it is not a game that I care for. Um, it, it introduces some unique, cool things that I'd love to see in, in future games and other types of games that I hope they get adopted. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's the game right there. <laughs> So um, let's let's close out with what we've been playing. So obviously, this is one thing. Um, Zach, I'm going to go to you first uh, tonight. What what else have you been uh, mucking about with? Um, I haven't been playing too, too much. I started school back up, so I've, I've been focusing on that a little bit. But I've been doing the, the Halo campaign. I've been running through that. Um, I... What, what like, difficulty hey, did you select just out of curiosity? Legendary. Yeah, there's some nails uh, boss fights in there. Um, the first boss fight alone, I, I wanted to throw my controller against the wall. I mean, once I figured out like how to do it, it, it wasn't too bad. But like, is that the invisible I, guy? Nah, the dude, the dude who has the jetpack and he jumps and he's got the cannon. Oh, it's weird. Uh, so it's I like first, first right in the beginning. Guy. Yeah, no, did I not. First, yeah. Nope, like 15 <laughs> times that dude killed me, man. Yeah. Oh, I was getting so aggravated. Well, um, just prepare because th- there's some there's some ones that are oh, definitely I can only imagine tough. I, I, um, I my only piece of advice is like all the um the different abilities like that you get throughout like just just use them like they yeah. they make the boss fights a lot better. Um, I got the uh, Oculus Quest too for Christmas, so mm. uh, Dude, I still haven't I, played it. I've had it since my birthday in July, and I have not played a single game on it. So I do have it too. We got to play something. There you go. Well, I, yeah, I, I I only got two games on it right now. So I got Demio, which is like a, a like a D&D esque style board game that you play on there. And uh, Onward, which is like a first person shooter type deal that I haven't even tried yet. But the board game one's pretty cool. Um, me, me, my dad and my buddy play all the time. Um, Gotta so, play something on that. I just gotta make some time because it's bro, just been sitting there, dude. You got you got the perfect amount of time between now and when Hell Week um starts to play Half Life Alex. It's fifty percent. I, I bought it. I bought it. Oh, it's gonna say it's fifty percent off. Um, like, I bought I, it for. I think I bought it for like forty percent off. I don't know. You need okay. a PC to play that to, to play that one though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't okay. get. A, I don't get a good rig. The, I've been try- uh, I was I was wanting to play there. It's like a there's a BR game that Jack's uh, Bobby's cousin was talking about. I forgot what it's called, but it's pretty. I heard it's pretty good. It's like some BR, but it's uh, I don't know. It looked fun. Wait, the, if you the if you play literally one? anything yes. over Half Life Alex, you're an asshole. That's all I can say, dude. Like you've <laughs> got you've got a rig that can run it. Like that is a ten. It is a ten out of ten game. Like you have a rig that can run it probably at ultra because my, the graphic card that you and I had before I could run it at high settings. Like, so one notch below ultra, like I'm so and, you can, and untethered too. So you'll have a better experience than I did like as well. Like you, you're a complete douchebag. If you play anything besides that <laughs> first, like I'm just, I'm just saying it, dude, like um, you won't regret uh, it. It's, it's so good. I mean, it, like, and like, you'll be able to, I, s- I just say wanted that. to go in the metaverse, man. I just want to be in oh, the metaverse. <laughs> Yeah, man, we're onto the blockchain. 
you got yeah you got enough time i think it i think the campaign's like 15 or 16 hours for that if i remember right is that like the first game that's like a true like holy shit this is what vr can be for me it was like i I played stuff that like was touted to be that and like i think some stuff got like close but um that's like the first game that um like i lost track of time in vr like because i was playing it like i would like a fantastic first person shoot. i was playing it like i would play like a bioshock like for example where i just like didn't want to stop like wanted to keep going that's so cool because like I don't know. For me personally, I don't find myself gravitating towards like single player experiences on it. Like I, I only want to play like co-op games with the people I know that have them because like I have no interest in just putting the helmet on and playing a single player thing. Like I'd, I'd much rather play a game with my friends in there. So you know how Bungie like makes like their um, like shooting, like just feel good, feel natural, like it's smooth. Uh, that's half like Alex does that to VR shooters where like like, See, that's li- awesome. like literally anytime I wanted to do something, whether it was like pulling a clip out and like slamming it in, like reloading or like I said, like the moment to me was like rolling the grenade on the ground. Like th- there were some guys behind a column and I'm like, I feel like if I throw this, it's going to like bounce awkwardly or something. Let me see if I can roll and just putting my arm down on the ground and just rolling it on the ground like to the other side of the column and just having it blow up. I was like, oh my God, like this is doing everything that I want it to do. And it feels great. Uh, but yeah. I mean, VR is the future, right? There's no, I, I think there's no way around that. It's just a matter of time before it's implemented way better than it is now. Yeah. But well, and this just shows, I mean, of course, it's fucking Valve that's like the one to do it, but like this is like a uh, proof positive that like it's not going away. Like, and it, you can do something truly fantastic and it'll only get better. <sighs> I need a rig. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't even need anything super powerful, dude. Like, again, the graphics card that I had was like, you know, the what was that 580 or whatever, like, um, uh, Radeon. Well, like, it's it's probably more expensive now. It's I mean, I bought it when it was more expensive it. when you got it. Yeah, I paid 180 now, bucks for it. It was like I you paid know. 200 and I sold it for 300 like six months after I used it, which is crazy. Yeah. I was thinking about selling mine because it's just in a box right now. And my brother offered to build him a rig. I'm like, if you can spend, you know, 200 bucks, like give me 200 bucks, I'll I'll build you a rig with the rest of the spare parts. And he was like, yeah, like all right. But um, I digress anyway. So, Zach, uh, anything else besides the Halo Infinite campaign? Um, man, me and my buddy, I don't remember. No, nothing of importance, obviously. Cool. I can't think of anything else. George, how about you, man? Uh, no, I played a little bit of Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, besides that, just been playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond on my on my damn Switch, which is um. I'm not done with it, and another Pokemon ge- Pokemon Breath of the Wild comes out tomorrow. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm I mean, that's what it fucking is. So it's fucking look, yeah. It's, it's all the. <laughs> it looks great, man. It's getting some great reviews. People are pissed that it, it, some people are getting it early, but it is Pokemon Breath of the Wild, and and I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. This looks cool. Like it's like, I, I'm I'm buying it because I got it for I found a deal where it was I got it for forty bucks. Like can't really beat that a pre order game um i'm considering and, it like i told my brother i'm like i'm i'm, I'm on the fence because i'm not pokemon. quite done playing the game that i'm playing and i've yeah. never played a pokemon game or cared about it so i i'm gonna meditate on it and maybe it's just the it, hype train getting me it it looks like breath of the wild and that's what it's been described as but instead you're out there with pokemon so it's giving you that open world ish it's not truly open world they said but give open me that area yeah that open area rpg feel where you're seeing the pokemon out there 
um which i think is pretty cool you know and i'm i'm not a yeah no like random hard. battles right no more like just walking up and all of a sudden that's like yeah no you you'll see them and then you know choose what you want to do with them and i'm like not die hard into pokemon i just got into it when they started coming out on the switch but um but i mean yeah i'm kind of excited about it i'm glad that they're being ambitious right and and trying something new um so and and it looks like they're they're they did a good job. So report back know. next week on it and let us know how it is. I don't know how I'm going to play that and this one at the same time because I'm playing, I'm like, I'm still got a ways to go in this traditional Pokemon game. So Yo, maybe it'll make you put this one down. It's that good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, always kind of a scary thing if you're enjoying something like right? already to be like, ah, especially if you're like not even a completionist, but just somebody that likes to see things like through to like, you know, like the I end think, or whatever. I think what I may do, I think what I may do is continue to play the one I'm playing right now and play um, Legends exclusively on stream mm-hmm. until I good until idea. I finish the one, you know, um, and then see how that goes. If, if, it, if it makes for a good stream, because yeah. yeah, these Rainbow Six extraction streams have been hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, there, there's some hardcore diehard, like, you watch or viewers out there like for pokemon content so uh, so we'll see what's up but nice. that's it for me uh so i have been playing um god of war on pc on stream uh hitting like usually like it'll dip a little below 120 like when i'm streaming probably because of the gpu being taxed by everything but usually hovers around 110 like frames per second which like i, mm, I mean that must I'm be not- amazing it, dude, it is it is wild, and you know, not even 4K like either. Like I, I do 1440p, like that's what I've got for a monitor, and yeah, like that, that's frame rate though. The frame rate, but also it's like all the other detail that's like there, like with the graphics card. Like they did a great job optimizing it. Like I saw that this game is so well optimized that um, maybe the folks at Digital Foundry or somewhere else, like uh, Tom's Guide or whatever, like got it to run. Uh, in a rig that had no gpu they got a cpu like to power a computer and run this game like is that that super muddy looking thing that i saw a video going around no 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 no. like it like it like it ran like decently like you know oh oh, okay okay. like at like medium settings or whatever like which is crazy like um i mean so it's an example of how you do a, a console to pc port like right um so i like i've had no issues with it like it's been fun to go back through it um, and then my like non-streaming game, uh, so going back to like, full circle with the open world stuff, has been Middle Earth: Shadow of War, which I never got around to playing. Um, all the microtransaction shit and XP boosters turned me off of it when it came out. And by the t- time that they had kind of righted the ship with all that and, and kicked it out of the game, um, I was on to bigger, better things. And I'm glad that I, I went back and played it, man. Like I will say, like it's amazing what like you know a uh, console generation and like what like four years can do to making it or i guess it'd be five years now to making a game like look like way worse than i thought i was going to like is that game five years old already i think it came out in 2017 right wow um so like not that it looks bad it's just like it looks like a last gen game and it's very noticeable going from like even god of war you know like on pc which is technically last gen to that like you know so sometimes just that only a year after that game 2018 i, I know um so yeah uh, but you, you can't compare those two games i mean yeah yeah one one, one like in WB, yeah multi-platform yeah. and all that um, i mean shadow of war is just basically like not not to simplify it but it's basically assassin's creed lord of the rings right like that, uh that it's kind of so stuff. much it's so much more than that like so it is open world and it has that, that style right it has that like kind of parkour thing 
but what makes this game stand out why i think it's a, a tremendous open world game is like so do you know what the nemesis system is like are you familiar with it all right so the, the nemesis best. system is like what makes this game like just so fucking like uh bingeable like when you're playing it uh so essentially like any enemy in the game that like kills you becomes like a powerful enemy or boss like at any given moment like so if you die to like a little fucking crossbow work he then gets a name and he gets a bunch of abilities and like strengths and weaknesses that you can kind of exploit and you have you can go and have a big battle with him or he might even become like not like an end game boss but like just below an end game like boss a chief if he rises through the ranks um so like you're doing all the normal open world shit but like you also have these targets that you get to hunt to kind of weaken the enemy army and um you can either kill like the targets and get gear or you can convert them to your side and each like area uh, and this is what i also like about it it's not just one giant open world there's like distinct areas that are like you know the size of like a region like in like a, a, a assassin's creed um but they're very easy to like clear the map and like once you've kind of done what you wanted to do and you've recruited enough people you do these big fucking sieges where like you invade like that's what i was hoping the uh battle was going to kind of be like in fall honestly like that culminates in like a really badass boss battle um that that are they're, those are tough man like uh-huh. I, I, was I think I play a, a little tiny bit of Shadow of War, and then I guess this is follows that, I suppose. Shadow of Mordor is the first one. Shadow, Shadow of War is the second one. Uh, have they like okay, patented? Yeah. Have they patented like the Nemesis system? Because like, yeah, why yeah, haven't it, other games like implemented? It's like the best. They're making, they're making Wonder Woman. And it's going to be in that. So they've confirmed that the Nemesis system is showing up. Oh, that. that's that's cool because that's like what I want. I wanted to see it in a Batman game more than anything because I feel like that just fits oh. the Batman world absolutely like thugs stream it next chris stream it next to see if i want to play it okay yeah i mean (laughs) um maybe i'll stream it tonight like since i did god of war like i can kind of split the difference in my indecision maybe i'll stream that tonight um but but my point is like the cool thing is like you can kind of like do multiple things so like while you're doing collectibles like a a fucking target will just pop up sometimes and ambush you and and, like and pick a fight and be like hey and sometimes remember you yeah, sometimes it's somebody that like you thought you killed, like maybe you like you killed them with like an explosive barrel and they're all fucking burned now. And they're like, you son of a bitch, you fucking burn me. And like, you know, they'll, they'll come at you. And and uh, sometimes like on top of that, they'll have like a, a like a blood brother that's like, well, sh- you'll be in the middle of the fight and winning. And then some other big fucking orc comes out and you're like, oh, shit. So I just I love how dynamic it is. And uh, I think the open world has like enough collectibles like to still be an open world game. Um, but like you get skill points for getting them, like you're rewarded, you know, for, for getting them. And there's only like a handful of them per like area. So it's like, you can get them on the way to doing other shit. Like, I don't know, uh, but I've really enjoyed it. Like, I'm glad I went back and played it eventually. Um, I really I like, like the story. It's, it's fine. Like, I mean, I'll admit like, you know, like I love Lord of the Rings lore. I think they do a really good job kind of like doing their own thing while still kind of being faithful to like because it's set between the hobbit and the lord of the rings like in, in the timeline um so yeah it's i don't think it's anything like phenomenal like to me like the the gameplay loop is why this game is like a nine right i would never like the story to me is like a seven five to an eight the gameplay loop is a nine five you know like it's just so fun and addictive um so i think it pops I, up i just love when you you uh when you fighting orcs and you go to drain people or whatever and Cal- what's the name Calibrimbor? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suffer me now. And just like the combat abilities, like uh so it does take a while to open up, George. I will say that's like the one thing. So when you're seeing me play tonight, like I'm gonna have a lot of stuff like to to be able to use. Um it takes like five or six hours before you really like amass some shit. And if you do decide to play it, like don't fuck around too much in the first area, mainline that because you're gonna come back there anyway, like mainline it and then like uh you get like most of your cool abilities at first like just from story missions so that's my advice but i have to go back and check it because i got a bike night tonight so okay yeah oh i mean i can always stream it next tuesday too it doesn't matter i won't be done with it by then by any stretch Uh, but i may play it tonight as well might do tonight and tuesday with and then go back to god of war next week haven't decided but highly recommend it on game pass as well so just you know um, the extra icing on the cake probably wouldn't have honestly gone back to ever play it if it hadn't been on game pass but i was trying to think of something that might take me close enough to next month when all this stuff's coming out and saw it right there just scrolled through the list um, three quarters of the way down i was like you know what like let's give it a go and see if i like it and uh, uh worthy time investment and uh didn't cost me anything extra so we still have uh tales of arise that we just bought and I yeah played that yet yep yeah i i mean eventually definitely gonna get to that that feels like a game like in like the summer doldrums like like persona was like we're all probably like as things kind of like destiny gentles back down elder rings down like i'll probably like pick that up like um and play because that looks fun as fuck but it's so many good things about it all right Sweet. Well, uh, you guys have a good rest of your night. Thanks for hanging out with us, listeners. Uh, We will see you next week. Hopefully get an update on that new Pokemon game. Till then, we love you. Peace.